Family from the Heart, episode 15. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And uh, we are glad to be back once again behind a microphone talking about our daily journey in family life. Correct. Basically. You, I haven't been in front of the microphone in like several days. This I feels know. kind of weird to me. I know. I've been down here <laughs> recording My Crazy Lives yeah. about the church episodes, the yeah. almost daily devotionals. Of course, you were down here. I was down here Wednesday for the full-time mom, but I haven't been down here since. Yeah, so welcome back. Thanks. All right, so we are recording this live in front of an internet audience as we are experiencing a brand new schedule for Family from the Heart. It starts 10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time at gspn.tv slash live. And so we want to thank all the folks that are out there watching on Ustream and also joining us in the live chat room. Welcome to everybody. Uh, we invite you, of course, to stay over for the the awesome uh, post show discussion, which is always a lot of fun. Always fun. And always I think fun. we're going to record a like a weekly lost uh, podcast update later on, yeah, and all kinds of other stuff. But here we're going to talk about family from the heart stuff because we just never stop. That's right. <laughs> That's not true. We've actually know, been we taking it day. easy. I know we had the whole day off, which was really nice. Yeah. So really I nice. I kind of quit work early last night, spent some time with mm-hmm. the kids and you and. Uh, went out 4th of July, of course, last night and walked through the neighborhoods. It, it felt like I was in the middle of Kuwait back in the early 90s. <laughs> it was a little crazy. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, we were surrounded by all, on all sides. Uh, fireworks, right. pyrotechnics everywhere. Can I tell a story? Go ahead. About a long time ago, before Cliff and I ever had children, um, we were at home alone. And, and I have to tell you that, that we lived in a fairly secluded area. Um, we lived at least a quarter mile off of the road and we probably, you know, our neighbors were a good half a mile away on either direction. So we really, we lived in the middle of nowhere and, um, Cliff was in the shower and I was sitting in our loft area of our house, um, watching television and he starts freaking out. What's that sound? What's that noise? What is that? Is there a war outside? (laughs) I, well, I, I didn't think it was really a war, but it's it's like what in <laughs> no, the heck? I don't know. I think your reaction kind of made you think it was <laughs> something was going on out there. Well, and we also live in an area where they do a lot of hunting, and so you know. But anyway, it sounded like a ton of of gunfire, and and it was fireworks. But the, did the, we did uh, do we know for sure it was fireworks? I think we had concluded that it was fireworks it based been. on their frequency, kind of like they are right oh, now. Yeah, right. You know. But um, yeah, it, it wasn't a single gunshot. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it almost sounded like nonstop rumbling of thunder, only without any lightning to be associated with it. It was it was really odd. But anyway, yes. so anyway, close reaction to that was funny, and I will probably never ever forget it. I don't think you will. <laughs> there are several stories my wife could probably tell you that she'll never forget for as long as she lives. Maybe. So um, now we have already introduced the topic in our last episode, number 14 of Family from the Heart. And so we're not going to completely reintroduce it. In fact, we're going to invite you, if this is the first time you've ever listened to an episode of Family from the Heart, I think we should actually say, go back to episode three. It's, it's a <laughs> well, lot of fun. Episode of one fun. was a lot of fun, too. 
Episode one, do you remember episode one? I completely remember episode one. I don't even remember episode one. It was so much fun to record. And um, basically, we just it was an introduction to what this show was going to be. And we talked about our marriage and we talked about ourselves and how, um, you know what? Thinking about it now, they were months and months apart. Family but, from the Heart, episode number hold on. one. This show is brought to you by <laughs> listeners like you. Oh, and now Mardell.com. This show? Yeah. I would like to be the voice of the people, the, the people of the gspn.tv community, the people who listen to. Uh, 13 other shows that we produce. <laughs> okay, our, so maybe it took a while to get good. Currently. Uh, and I have no idea where my paycheck's going to come from in three weeks from now. The doors are locked and the locks are changed. <laughs> I just, I, I, just minor things like that, but then, then bigger things. You can you know, go back I, and listen to okay. it on your own time. I will. We, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't remember that episode at all. But, I mean, I just um, remember recording it, but. But we really, we talked about, um, you know, we talked about. It was really a lead-in into what episode three started, which was um, the five love languages. Yes. Because we talked about our shortcomings and where we fall short as a spouse. Oh, and, I do remember um, talking about that, especially, yeah. I think it was episode which two. Which was funny because um, my, w- w- through the five love languages, if you go back and listen to all the podcasts that recorded that we recorded, Cliff and I made lists, and um, one of my items on the list is that I feel loved when my husband replaces the garbage bag when he takes the garbage out. Yes. And in episode one of Family from the Heart, you talk about how when I ask you to take out the garbage, you're all like, well, why don't I got to take out the garbage? I do all this other stuff. When really you should just say, well, wow, she does a lot. It's not going to hurt me to take out the garbage. And then come to find out, I actually feel like you love me when you take out the garbage and replace the bag. Sweet. Anyway. Which I might add, I have been doing nonstop ever since I found out that that's a way that I could communicate love to you. Yep, you have. So the garbage is frequently taken out and new bags replaced all the time. Absolutely. And I feel pretty good. This is is Cliff Patton himself on the back session here because I don't get to do that too often when it comes to (laughs) expressing uh, love language uh, or expressing love to my wife in her love language. And I will say that I'm getting much better at you know, calling it a night earlier and being more available during the evening mm-hmm. with her and the kids. And obviously, since we are going to talk about discipline and, um, you know, how we feel like we've been doing as parents, which I, I do remember episode either. I think it was episode two where we I, I really laid it out to saying, you know, I just feel like, you know, through all this podcasting stuff and working and that I've fallen short. And so this would be like a reiteration of a lot of right. that. But we're going to share kind of what our, where our heart is, where our mind is, where our family is yep. in the area of parenting. And I think, where do you think the best way to start all this off is? Would it be back with the situation, the scenario that happened with the cell group a couple years back? Uh Maybe I think the best way to start this off before we tell any stories, okay, is to say number one, we love our children. Yes, we number do. Number two, our children are not perfect, but neither are we. 
<laughs> now you have <laughs> stole that line from our book that we're being. I was that just we getting currently... ready to say okay. that. <laughs> Go ahead and tell them about the book that we're reading. So we are reading Creative Correction by Lisa Welchel, who many of you may remember was Blair on The Facts of Life. And um, she is now a stay-at-home mom of three children. I believe right now as we're recording this, her all three of her children are um, teens. Yeah. But... Um, but but they were our our children's age at the, at the time of of writing this book and it is it is a phenomenal book about bringing creativity to your discipline there is no reason that child rearing and that discipline um can't be fun mm-hmm. and so it's if if you're at a place where um well we'll talk about that later cuz you wrote down you wrote down a quote from the book yep but um I, I I really love this book. I've read it before. I said that already, but um, not tonight. But on the when we introduced this book, I have read this book before. But my children were not yet old enough to implement a lot of the 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 things that I learned. Right. So now I'm rereading it. Cool. And well, and and I'm rereading it with you. And Cliff is reading it with me. With Taking you. copious notes, my friends. Yes. That is what wow. I'm here for. What? You, your your attention was divided during the note taking. Hey, I had, but I, um, I, was, I still think you did a good job. I got some good notes here. We'll so, we'll see how it pans out. Tonight we read chapter one and part of chapter two. Just real quickly, so, I'm looking at the chat room and yes. Rocker Four JC is asking if we're Christians. Absolutely. And so uh, my answer to that question is: it always depends on what you mean when you say the word Christian, because. Uh, you know, I, I if if right. I I will say that I I am a believer and follower of Jesus Christ, and Absolutely for the most part, to my husband, I am I am a Christian. <laughs> so there are some of those definitions of Christian that that I don't want to. A be, lot of people have a very I bad opinion of what associated with. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of there are a lot of bad opinions of what a quote unquote Christian is, and uh, but in all technical terminology and what the word actually means and stands for, yes, I am, and right. so is my wife. And we're working on our three heathen children. <laughs> but you know what is so refreshing about this? Actually, um, Andrea, who was in the chat room, uh-huh. um, I'm drinking hot cocoa because my husband and I had a snack tonight. And with our snack, um, required milk. And I cannot drink my tea without milk. So I had to forego and go with hot right. chocolate. So, so let's let's talk about this. So okay. I, I, I really... I mean, unless you have another place to start, I really think that that story okay. about you know our ad- adventures in parenting should begin. <laughs> our adventures in parenting began eight and a half years ago. <laughs> it was a long, dark night. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, we we were very young parents, and we came into parenting, um, really thinking that it was all about the child. Yeah. Okay. We were very what we call child centered parents. Mm-hmm. Yes, we were. In fact, you know what I? Oh my gosh! Um, I I I was looking for um we're we're working on getting some official artwork for the family from the heart mm-hmm. podcast. Now that we're moving into episode number fifteen, <laughs> trust me, I know, I know. But uh, we are working on it. And I was looking right. at other lo- le- logos. I was not Legos. <laughs> Easy for you to say. <laughs> exactly. Um, I was looking for other logos and um, that were inspired by the word family. 
And I came across this ministry or something out there um, where it, and it said something like in the logo, it says family because kids come first. Ouch. It's like, whoa, hello. We can tell <laughs> that you got we us have into been a there, lot of trouble. And that doesn't work. It does not work. <laughs> that and way does not work. It does not work. So, um, which I remember talking about this. We brought this up, you and I, on a My Crazy Life podcast at least once. Um, you know, in the past 241 episodes of that show. <laughs> but anyway, we talked about our our struggles early on. And we've even st- shared the story that I'm about ready to share with you um, in the past. And we talked about child-centered parent- parenting. And I cannot believe the the amount of feedback that where people were who were just like us who right. thought what do you mean what do you children mean? should come first yeah, i mean no. that they're 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 our number one responsibility our priority and and as parents we, we should put our kids first no as 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 a married couple we have to put our relationship first because our goal our ultimate goal is like to raise these adults and send them away launch Woo! And then when they are gone, I'm going to be left with this man that I don't know because for the last 18 years, I've put my kids first. Right. And what not, good is that going to do? Well, me? not only that, but the truth is, is... That's just one. Does the world revolve around you, Stephanie? Absolutely not. And does the world world revolve around me? When you like to think so, it does. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, though, when I believe it that, I'm, it's just a delusional <laughs> dream that I'm having. Right. But the truth is, is the world does not revolve around any of us. But so many times, and and I will tell you, in our past, the world revolved around our children. I mean, it, it's it was kind of like instead of them saying yes, ma'am, yes, yes, sir, it was like we were saying yes, ma'am, yes, sir, right. to them. And oh, Megan, our our oldest child, Megan, who is eight and a half now, when she was two, she she was. She was the head of the household, no, no doubt about it. And it, it was just, it got us in some very icky places. Mm-hmm. And um, we were ignorant. We didn't know any better. Right. And well, so we're, we're glad that we had um, we had some friends who loved us enough to tell us different. Right. And I'm going to tell you that story. And uh, before I start the story, I, w- I want to answer. We have a new chatter in the room um, that hasn't yet signed in with a name. But they said, why can't you uh, share time with both a partner and your kids? And we certainly do advocate spending lots of wonderful quality time. But what we're advocating is that the relationship between husband and wife, uh, between mommy and daddy, comes before the the relationship with children there needs to be a priority and we'll talk a lot more about that as we go further right. into the disciplining and stuff i mean this is only officially the first of what will probably be many in a series of us talking about and sharing our journey into disciplining right and so with that i would like to go ahead and tell the story and stephanie mm-hmm. you interject anywhere you like because you know how i get a little fuzzy on those details or embellish and sometimes I embellish so it was like it was like 39 years ago <laughs> when our 8 year old was 3 <laughs> so no it was a it was a couple years ago uh Stephanie and I had Megan our she was how old she was 3 she was 2 or 3 she she was right on that line and Matthew, because it, well she was probably turning 3 because it revolved around a christmas tree okay so it it was it was around her birthday time okay 
Exactly. And so basically, Megan was... Matthew was one. Matthew was one year old. Uh, and so anyway, we had two young children. We had never had children before, believe it or not. <laughs> I promise you. I'm, I'm right about that, right? Yeah. Okay, good. So anyway, it was <laughs> Megan was our first child, and then Matthew came along. And of course, with Megan, I will tell you that she was the apple of my eye. She was she was the the twinkle that I mean, I I just in some ways I just worshipped every moment that I could spend with my little my with Daddy's little girl. I mean, and and not so much that you know I didn't care about Stephanie or I ignored Stephanie. It wasn't like that. But I'm just telling you, no, because we were co-conspirators in the yes, the and fawning all over her. Exactly. So so both. I mean, I think it was probably how many months before we allowed somebody else to actually. Uh, watch her for the oh, first time. Oh, good lord! Pro- she was probably like eight months old before we ever left her. Well, that's not true because she did go to daycare. Yeah. So, but I mean, but, as far as spending the overnight with somebody, oh, the overnight she. It was probably about eight or she, eight or no, nine months. No, she did not have an overnight until Matthew went. Also. Oh, really? Yes. The first time that I that they ever had an overnight is when we went on our ten day cruise. Okay. Right. We went on a 10-day cruise, and that was the first overnight for both of them, and Matthew was nine months old. Okay. Oh, you're right. That was the first time, wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. So you can tell we were very, <laughs> we were extremely overly protective of our of our young daughter. But uh, that boy, we just shipped him off, no problem. <laughs> that's not true. We were, but really, that, that trip that yeah. we went on, that was the that was first, first time. That was the first yeah, time away overnight, from yeah. just you and I overnight away from our kids in, well, uh, a couple years. Ever. <laughs> so, anyway, it was it was it was um, basically we we very much made Megan feel like she was important. I, in a lot of ways, I think we were trying to you know say you know we now one thing I will tell you this okay I don't want what I'm about to say. To sound as though I'm placing blame anywhere because you know what I'm responsible for my own parenting and my parenting is not a result of what has happened in my past with my parents or anything like that but the truth is that you and I both Stephanie and I come from dis- divorced homes yes your mom and your real fa- your real your your my mom and dad your mom and dad divorced when you were how old three so you were three years old. I think it was probably um, about two or three for my mom and my dad when they divorced. And my parents don't like each other. And my parents don't like each other. My my right. my mom right. and my real dad. I mean, it's just it, it, it. So anyway, so we we both come from what we will call broken homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, that's just the term that we use. Not not necessarily a judgment upon that, but we both come from broken homes. And neither of us come from a an a quote unquote Christian home, right? Where where daily value, where the daily Christian principles and values were were instilled in us as children, the, right? Um, as far as Christian morality, the you know understanding, training our hearts of you know what God believes is right and wrong for us, those things weren't necessarily modeled for us as children, and that's in no way am I placing any judgment upon my parents uh, or either of our parents who by this time in their life have um, expressed faith in Jesus Christ. So uh, I'll just mention that. So, but anyway, the the fact is, is that when we were kids, it was not modeled for us. 
I have a different story where I was always sent to church. But the thing is, we had some, you know, it, it was not the best scenario for family life as far as what we wanted right. for our children. Right. So we weren't necessarily the young adult, you know, couple who all of a sudden thinks, oh, well, we're going to be so much better than mom and dad. That was not the goal. No, no, it wasn't the goal. The goal, however, though, was to do everything it would be to be to do everything possible as far as it was concerning us to give our children the best life possible, which I I honestly believe was the goal intended by even our parents. You know, I I really do believe that that was the desire of their heart. So for the best that was in, in same with us. And so we thought. I mean, it just seemed right to us that just really boosting her self-esteem, really uh, just making sure she's happy a lot. I mean, that was a that was a critical mistake that I think I made all the time was making sure Megan was always happy. I, I you know, I always wanted to make her feel good about herself and stuff like that. And, and when I and when she did something wrong, you know, we would sit down. I, you know, it's not like I didn't have any discipline, but in public. I didn't. No. And so and, and 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 of course I mean my my example of discipline when I was younger was you know it was it was um well reminiscent of some of the things that I do today is it's wait until it's gotten to a certain point and then yell scream and argue and and uh stuff like that. So anyway, so to give you the clear background in history child-centered parenting that in an essence is what we're talking about so it was christmas a couple years ago megan was about three years old yes or she would have been three right she would have been three and just turned three stephanie and i of course from the very early days of our marriage have always been involved in leading small group home bible studies right has always been a part of our married life from day one or at least month one (laughs) Anyway, so, um, or maybe it was day one. It was before. Yeah, it was before we we started our first group in June. We got married in August. June of 1996. Wow. So we've always been involved in leading small group Bible studies. And after Megan came along, what's weird is all of our children have always been involved in weekly groups of, uh, of small groups of people meeting in homes to pray and for each other, encourage one another and to study God's word, which I think that's pretty wild that they're always a part of that. But right. here's the thing. We we thought things were going really well, right? We did. And uh, we did. go ahead and tell them what happened at Christmas time. Well, we were at um, a couple in our group. We were at their home for, I don't, were we there for... For study or for or for social, I don't remember. It was a special night. It, it was is our. That the night we. Is that the night we talked about Christmas? I think so. And we how talked about. We don't. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we'll get into um, Santa Claus and Christmas. Yeah, time. you know what? You've got a couple months for that one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll lay that one on you later. <laughs> Which I think we've already covered before. I know. So that's the problem with podcasting about our life is that a lot of these things are going to just keep coming up. And so people that have listened to us for a long time are going to be like, come on, learn something new. <laughs> anyway, um, so we were there for a special night talking about Christmas. No, what's and funny is they're going to be like, oh, oh, I remember this one. I know this, yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. go ahead. Um, as long as they don't start comparing the two to see, you know, what facts change or, or not, we'll be okay. 
And so what had happened was um, the the adults were downstairs and we were we were having our our time together, and the children were upstairs in the play area, um, with a babysitter. Yes, we had we had a paid babysitter that that came in and watched all of our kids, more than one because there was a lot of kids. And so what what had happened was um, when when we were finished and we all came upstairs, the um, the wife of the couple who who owned the home that we were in, um, I guess, had been talking to the babysitter, and Megan had um, broken an ornament mm-hmm. off of their tree. And at first, when we were told about it, at first when we were told about it, we were told it was an accident. Yep. And so we apologized. We were told to our face. Yes. That to, to it our was face from spe- the couple. From the couple. Uh, uh, that of their home, um, they they said it was an accident. She didn't mean to do it, right? And they kind of just let it go. They did, right? And then I guess, and they said um, it's no big deal, no big deal. Which is, I think, what you tell everybody whose kids have. I don't anymore. If your kid is in my house and they're doing something, I'm going to tell you it's a big deal. Like we had friends over in our old house, and their son was literally—I'm not kidding—literally climbing our walls. <laughs> That was that was a big deal, <laughs> right? Anyway, um, so th- th- they did. They told it was it was no big deal, and a couple of days, maybe a week later, um, the husband contacted Cliff and did the one thing that you should never ever do to my husband and tell him we need to talk, and then not tell him what you need to talk about. Wait, no, the, what? When did you say this happened? I said. A week? No, 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 no. Was it much later? Oh, this was months, months and oh, months and months later. Oh, it was because, yeah, because we couldn't find that ornament. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is, this, this that, is this long months time. Later. Yeah, this was months later. So You're mo- right. months after this went by, and of course our home teams or our small group Bible studies, whatever you want to call them, because we've been in so many places where they're called so many different things. Um, the thing is, is that we moved from house to house. And one we we came to the point where it was time for our groups to multiply. Our group had grown so large, so many people had come that we were going to multiply into two groups. Right, because we couldn't fit in one house anymore. Mm-hmm. And so our our we had some apprentice leaders who were studying how to be a cell leader underneath us, and it was we were trying to work out who would go with what group. And what happened was we had somebody who did not want to go to our group. And the reason why was because of our children. Well, was because of our oldest child. Right. And I didn't understand what they were talking about. And this was not really being communicated to us, but everybody in the group were talking about this behind our backs. Exactly. Was the most painful thing I've ever had done to me in my life, I think. That and passing a kidney stone. But emotionally, it was the Thank most... Thank you for that. Yeah. It was emotionally the most Thank difficult thing I ever went through in my entire life. Um, so I did, we had no idea what was going on. We were in, we were in negotiations. We were right. in talks and in we negotiations. were, we were like, in, we, like we draw lots or something. I know. <laughs> but we, we, we were working through the process of deciding right. what the new groups would look like. You with know, who would the, go with, with the couple, um, whose home we were at for Christmas. Yes. Who were going to be the leaders of the new group. Right. And so we, we were, we were in this discussions with them. And at that time, 
I guess um, the, the decisions had been made and we had brought it before the group. We were having our celebration. And then that night, this other gentleman, this gentleman calls and tells Cliff, we need to talk. Doesn't tell him what it's about. Just that he, you need to have a meeting and, and talk about something. Yes. I'd like to know if you can, if we can do lunch, which was like three or four days later. And please, please hear me when I tell you this, people. Don't ever do that to my husband. Yes. It, <laughs> because it is the worst thing that you can do to him. Yep. It, if you've got something on your mind, something you that's bothering <laughs> if you've got a problem with me, tell me right up front. Don't beat about, about right. the bush. Don't say you've got a problem. Let's talk about it when we can talk face to face three weeks later. Right. Uh, you know, just tell me straight Put it out. on the table. Put it on the table, my friend. So, so, so you meet with him. Well, the thing is, is I don't sleep for three days. Right. You didn't sleep for three days worrying he, about what it was. Right. Because the thing, the, I mean, it sounded like it was the end of the world kind of thing. It's like uh, I, you and I, I think we really should have a talk right. and blah, blah, blah. And, 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 you know, I can't talk about it now because I really want to tell you, I want to talk with you face to face. Right. And, and I think it would probably be better received that way. Um, if you've ever had one of those kind of meetings, then you know a little bit about the anxiety that comes with that kind of meeting. Right. And I'm like, okay, so what in the world is this? So um, anyway, we I went to have lunch with him, and he struggled to share with me about what it was, but it came down to it that a lot, a quote-unquote, a lot of people in our group were talking and amongst themselves behind our backs, nobody coming to me directly, about why they did not want to come to our group in the new group. And it was specifically because they did not want their children to be influenced by our children in the example that we were being, that we were setting as parents. Right. And this, my friends, was the most devastating thing I'd ever heard in my life. It struck me right to the heart. And as far as I'm concerned, I could have just dropped dead at that moment. Basically, every I, I felt like every single ounce of character and integrity that I've ever had in my life was completely called into question and that I was just judged and deemed the worst father in the world. And Well, it wasn't just you because yes, or, I mean well, it was it, it was very um it was done in a very attacking manner and um and and seriously it was I I hate gossip and and that's that's just what it was. So anyway, through this through this time with um with this gentleman, we actually find out that the incident at Christmas was not an accident. Was not an accident, was not no big deal. Um it was a very special ornament to this couple and our daughter got mad because she was told no that she couldn't do something and so she ripped it from the tree and threw it on the ground. Yes, she did. However, how do you discipline a three-year-old for something that happened six months ago? Right. And so we that that was given to me as one of the examples of the things that people were recognizing, that they were noticing about our our parenting, yes. that, that this was the kind of behavior that our daughter was exhibiting, which, of course, remember, we were told by the parent who knew exactly what had happened, who witnessed what had happened. That this is the same accident. parent that told me, don't worry about it. She dropped it. It was an accident. Told me that in front of my daughter, who that night, that very night. Which told her that it's okay. Look, exactly. I just got away with that. No doubt. And so was I a little ticked? You better believe it. 
I was a little angry. I'm like, how do you, how does anybody expect me to ever discipline or to change or to be a better father if nobody will tell me this kind of thing? Okay. And so they rattled off, you know, maybe one or two other incidents. And I'm like, okay, I can see that. You know, I, I do Lucky recall. Lucky for Matt, he was just a very calm and laid back kid and they didn't have any reason to. Exactly. <laughs> to, um, to come against him. But, but Megan was. And is. Megan is a firecracker. She, she is, is a firestorm. She is a firestorm. And, um, you know, she is a short fuse. And when you cross her, she's going to explode. That is part of her personality. And that is something that we are trying as as her parents to shape and, and to teach her how to control that. Yeah. I come from that same, I have that same thing in me. I know how she feels. Um, it's taken me a great long time to be able to control myself. Although I still will tell people where to go <laughs> from time to time. Yep. You know, and. Um, Which coming from somebody so, who is 29 is not necessarily as big a deal as an eight year old. Exactly. Telling somebody who's 29 where to go. Exactly. Which is a big issue Which and is one what, of the reasons why yes. we're sitting there having this discussion. Exactly. I mean, not that she's recently done anything right, no, like that. Right, no, she has. But, but <laughs> if we don't do something now, eventually that that will that, happen. It will. And so that's why we're here. Well, we, we've had some recent um, issues with some neighbors and she may have overheard me say, well, if they say something to her, she should say something back, which I was saying to my husband in confidence, which... She was in the room and I didn't know it. Anyway, um, goes back to the parenting. You need to be constantly aware. Well, and it goes to our own parts of what we should be saying, even in jest or not. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. So um, here's the situation. One of the things that I did is I, (laughs) I, I was hurt. What? I have been bossed around a little bit. Yeah, that that's DG, right? <laughs> oh yes, that yeah, that's DG? DG. Yes, DG. But you were bossed around by our three-year-old, and she's a whole other story. <laughs> we yeah. haven't even got there yet. Yeah, we're 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 gonna be working on that one. <laughs> so, um, okay, here is here here is the situation. That that news was devastating. At, at that point, I thought I was a pretty decent dad. I mean, I I don't think I was the best dad in the world. I. I thought what made me a good dad was how much I loved my daughter and my son. I thought that that's what made me a good dad. I thought the fact that I did everything in my power to to give them the best life ever, whatever that meant, that that what is what made me a good dad. Um, I never would discipline Megan in public. I, you know, at the time I was having issues with saying, you know, Megan, hey, it's time to go. Let's go. And she would say, just a minute, just a minute, I'm going to do this first. And I'm like, Megan, let's, it's time to go, uh, you know, and, and I'll be there in a minute. I'm going to finish this, you know, and, and I, for me at the time, I did not recognize that as, as a warning sign as of something that could be potentially huge. Right. Um, in the area of not, I mean, not just disobedience, good behavior kind of stuff, but I mean, just really in the. Um, self-discipline area of, of 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 building character and integrity within herself to do the things that she's supposed to do, you know, to carry out the things and to follow direction. And and there's a lot more. But at that time, I had no idea how important all that stuff was. And so, long story short, in essence, I the very next 
group, our group had not multiplied yet. No. Um, but the very next group, I was still the leader. I went there that week and I, <laughs> what is so funny now? Okay. So anyway, we'll, we're watching the chat room. Uh, Beth wants to know if there's any new way to, ways to Have beat Have you found her. any new ways to beat my kids yet? Yeah. We're, we're not going to be going there. No. So, um. Sorry. Hi, Beth. So here's the situation. I went to the group that next week. Stephanie we was, Stephanie was with me and I told them. I said, listen, which was a difficult task. Yes, it, it was very dif- difficult for us to to show up there again. Yep. Oh, by the way, I will tell you that when Patrick told me this, I mean, I was crying as hard as uh, you could right. ever possibly cry. I mean, I, it was it was horrible. I mean, I, I, I mean, I really felt like a failure. And I, I mean, I was like, OK, what do I do? I need help. I want you know, if if this isn't right, and I kind of sense this now, and I see what you're saying, I didn't, and of course, I was I was irate and very angry that I was never made aware of some of these things that nobody ever spoke up, and so I, we went to the, the the group that next week, the the home team or the Bible study group, and we went to them and said, listen, you know, I want to let you know, so and so took invited me out to lunch. He shared with this the story with me, and he told me this, and I want to let you know. I am very angry with each and every single person around this table right now. I am hurt, and I've never been so hurt before in my life as I have been hurt by you guys. Now, the reason why he had lunch with me is because he wanted to tell me about some of the things and concerns that he and many of you guys have had about my parenting and things that you've been discussing recently as it relates to whether or not you would be interested in coming and being a part of our group after we multiply. And and to be honest with you, I really do see now that after having a conversation with him where I've certainly fallen short in my area of parenting. But one thing and and by this time I'm in tears and and I'm trying and but the one thing I'm going to tell you guys is that if you can't tell me if you can't be a friend enough to tell me to my face that you see some very severe issues in things that are going on in my family life, then why are we meeting here? We have been in this group for, some of us have been in the same group now for more than two years. And you guys can't come to me and tell me that you think you ha- that I have an issue as a father? I said I'm a little hurt and I'm a little angry, but I'm praying and I'm getting through that. But I want to let you know I am going to do something about my parenting. I am taking aggressive action and I am going to change things. And things are not going to continue to be this way. But I will not continue to lead this group unless you guys make a promise to me that if you have an issue with me, you're going to tell me. You bring it to me. You're going to bring it to me directly. Exactly. And so... I would do no less for anyone else. Exactly. And so um, anyway... I just want to say that that was a turning point in our parenting. It was the first time in our lives that we recognized that there was something more that we needed to know. And I started getting books. But more than anything, two things really radically changed our lives. The first thing was a family from the, or, or no, weekend to remember uh, family life marriage conference. Yes. And Stephanie and I went away for a family life marriage conference, completely and radically changed our entire perspective on our relationship to our children and our relationship to each other. It was the first time ever 
that anybody had ever hinted at the fact that Stephanie and I, our relationship should be put first. That that it was the that our relationship as husband and wife, us going out on a date together, spending time together face to face without interruption with the children in the room, seeing us interact as a loving husband and wife, how important that was. And so we started to I mean, that radically changed our lives. And and then immediately following that, we we took place in a child in a parenting course. At our church. Now, I will tell you that the parenting course is somewhat controversial if you look at it online and stuff like that as far as at least some of their stuff. But uh, the one we took, it was called Growing Kids God's Way. It was. It was by, oh gosh, Ezos were their name. Uh, Anne-Marie and, and was it Gary? No, I can't remember. Anyway. I really can't remember his name. But anyway, it was the Ezos and it was called Growing Kids God's Way. And I will tell you, I agreed with about 90% of all the materials that were in, that were involved in that what 13 week program 18 week I'm sorry eight, 18 week program so we took we devoted and committed ourselves to an 18 week program on parenting now Stephanie um, I know I told you in the creative corrections book that I was only going to have you read from that one little section but if you can go to the introduction and say the different types of books Okay. That Lisa Welchel yes. uh, wrote or said she's read. So in the introduction to um, Creative Corrections, which is the book that Stephanie and I are reading through together, uh, Lisa says, you know, she when she became when she was expecting or when she had her first child, she started reading lots of parenting books. And she says, these are some of the types that I found. Go ahead. OK. Parenting go. Parenting books that promise to take my children from Billy the Kid to Billy Graham in 10 easy steps. Parenting books that declare that their way is the only way, and if I don't follow this way, I'm doing it the wrong way. Parenting books that promise if I do everything right during my child's formative years, they will blossom as adults. Parenting books that inform me that I've already passed the formative years and it's too late to make a difference. Parenting books that tell me to talk more, listen more, play more, read more, bake more, rush more, furthermore. You can tell she liked that one. Yeah. <laughs> Parenting books that tell me to work less, buy less, worry less, nag less, eat less, doubt less, blame less. And my personal favorite, parenting books that imply that there is one magic formula and if I can ever find it and follow it perfectly, my children will turn out okay. Right. And of course, the books that um, I, I really do believe the Growing Kids God's Way, it would be more of the parenting uh, parenting books that declare their way is the only way. And if I don't file it, follow it uh, or follow this way, I'm doing it the wrong way. And of course, parenting books that promise that if I do everything right during my children's formative years, they will blossom uh, as adults. And so those those two things I, I really do believe uh, summed up I, I, what I felt was the overall vibe of the Growing Kids God's Way uh, materials. However, with that said, seeing not not basically throwing the baby out with the bathwater, there was a lot that was in that those materials that really did help us as a parent as parents. In fact, it by the end of the 18 weeks, our daughter was a completely different person and we were having problems with other people's kids <laughs> <laughs> no doubt 
It's like we were thinking, oh my gosh, that I I wonder if we could find some way of getting. I mean, not that we were judgmental, yeah, no, but, but in a in a loving way, it's like we've been there, you know, mm-hmm. we've been there. And so, um, in essence, what happened is it some radical things started to change and principles and stuff like that that we started to apply, which we'll be discussing in many uh, episodes in the future of yes. this podcast. Um, we we were, we basically made some major differences or changes in our our parenting style, and it radically changed our children so much that we were asked by, by our church to lead growing kids God's way materials <laughs> for eighteen weeks because we were the poster family, <laughs> which was which was trust me that was crazy the poster family for change let me tell you and so, and so um. We signed on for that for that task that the next time our church offered Growing Kids God's Way, that, that we would lead a course. And we did. Little did we know we would have a newborn right along our side, but we did. Yep, and things were going really well. In fact, it was a great refresher on that course, and something happened. I don't know. When did it happen? When did what happen? When we fell back off the wagon again. Oh, we had a third baby. That's when it happened. We so, had that baby and that 18 week course was over and oh man. Oh man, were we tired. Do you do you think that's what it was? It was the third child that that kind of I'm still recovering from that third <laughs> child. I don't know about you, but shortly after we had that third child, we picked up a new hobby that that took up a lot of our time yep. and um or a lot of your time at the time. Too and, much of my time. And uh Admittedly, well, I'll let you say that, but I, I, you know, well, and right so, here, and and I think that's what episode one or two of this podcast said. Okay, and so for the next three years, I tried to go at it alone. Well, not completely, not completely. Alone. I'm not, but but you did not have the support staff to go through and and live out those and principles was, and values that we know are important, and which is difficult because in our house, um, my husband is the head of this house. And without him present, I felt like I did not, I, I did not have number one, anyone supporting me, no one telling my children to listen to their mother and, um, number two, no one to step in and say, okay, you know, you're, you're going at it this way and it's not working. Let's try something new. I I didn't, we didn't have that. We, our priorities got out of whack and our parenting fell behind. Right. And here we sit three years later, ready to start over. Right. And and not only that, um, but I mean, it's a whole new world with an eight year old. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I mean, it, it it's not. Well, and that's the thing. I think now we know that it's ever changing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't it's not going to ever get any worse it's not going to ever get any better it's just going to get different i can't i, I don't think you can say it's not going to get worse i okay and, and, and i'm not saying I don't you can't know. tell there me it's not going to get different last, or, it under, is going to get different I, no i'm sorry i'm not that it's not going to get better I, okay it, well as a mom of three kids i have to hold out hope that it's not going to get any worse don't take my hope away because I had a friend of teenagers tell me it's just going to get worse. And I said, please, I have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a newborn. Do not take my hope away. I need to know that it's, you know, it won't get any worse. It'll just get different. Right. You know? Well, I, 
I don't want to take your hope away. Thank I, you. I'm just we'll just move right along. All right. So anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see here. There are a couple notes that I took from the introduction of this chapter of this book, which, by the way, I, I know we're not going to do this chapter by chapter. We're no, just we're gonna, not. We're in fact, it's got the introduction. We read a little bit of chapter one. But I just took some notes just randomly and I just wrote down phrases. Let's see if they spawn okay. any kind of discussion and then we'll wrap up here. Um, before I do that, though, I do want to say thank you to our sponsor since this would be a perfect time to break. Just to say thank you to Mardell.com. M-A-R-D-E-L.com. And they have been the most awesome sponsor uh, for this podcast. In fact, they're the reason why this podcast exists. If you're not aware of it, we recorded episode number one and episode number two of this podcast. And we simply did not have the time to continue to record this and make it a priority because it just wasn't making any sense for us to continue to do all this stuff. And Mardell came along and says, listen, I want to sponsor that podcast. If we were to pay you per episode for a sponsorship, would you be able to focus on this show? And I said, yeah. And so here we are now. And so thank you so much. In fact, anybody that goes to Mardell.com, if you buy anything from them, when you enter the shopping cart, there's a place for a promo code. You put GSPN. It lets them know that you heard about them through us. And it also gives you 10% off your entire order. And, of course, there'll be a link to this book and a couple other books that we recommend at gspn.tv. So thank you, Mardell. Yes. All right. A couple phrases here from uh, as you were reading tonight. Uh, number one, we need hope, not a guilt complex. Absolutely. And that is about parenting out of guilt. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the... The guilty parent is the one who, well, I never spend enough time with them or am I right? Well, it, the, it's the whole idea is that, you know, one of the things that we need as parents is is we need to basically say, you know what, there's got to be hope. You know, we're not the worst parents in the world. You ha- you can't let yourself think that you've completely failed. Exactly. In fact, there was there was a, there was a great st- there was just a one line in there. It's like if you can imagine this: the ultimate father of all fathers, our God in heaven, had two children, Adam and Eve, right? And even they made some pretty bad decisions. So you know, it, it's it's not necessarily that that we are bad parents you know of course some of the things could be our lack of of doing things and our priorities in the wrong place and stuff like that but one of the things that we can't do is we cannot parent from the guilt complex right all right so the next thing it says here uh just these are just different phrases i wrote Mm -hmm. uh throughout the uh, session here so what works for one child may not necessarily work for another and this is true in our house we have three very different, very different children. They are, they have different personalities. Obviously, um, it's a given. They're all three different ages. So what we're learning that we, you know, where we're learning, we need to to find new methods of discipline for Megan as she grows older. You know, sometimes the good old-fashioned spanking still works for Kenna, you know, who's three. And you can't reason with the three-year-old people. I'm just going to tell you right now, it can't happen. <laughs> Which was a lot of our part of, you know, a lot of what was wrong with our parenting Megan. <laughs> so you can't reason with a three-year-old. And um, 
So, and they are. They're, they are very different and very unique individuals. And what works for one does not always work for the other. Right. And so and that's the reason why this book, Creative Corrections, was written is because, hey, here are some creative things to try. And whatever you do, don't think that, you know, um, one little correction or whatever is like, oh, I found something and this is going to be something I can use. You'll find that, number one, it won't not all of all of these ideas will work with all your children. And if something doesn't work, don't completely discount it because it might work later. Right. Or it might work on another child. Or it might work on another child, exactly. All right, so the next phrase that I wrote down in my notebook here, uh, you must not try to do everything. You have to understand that some things are just going to have to slide by. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyone who listens to any podcast I do on The Full-Time Mom will know that I let some things slide by. <laughs> it uh, It is okay. It, it is okay. There, you, you have to... You have to, what what we talked about more um, later on, or what we read more about later on, was setting your priorities. And when you set those priorities, there are some things that are going to have to fall to the wayside. Right. So, and of course, I like what uh, Beth put it. She goes, you got to pick your battles. Absolutely. And, and that, has, that it has a lot to do with it, is, is you got to understand. And of course, the thing is, is you're not going to be able to be that perfect, you know, get everything accomplished every single time and stuff like that if, if you're shooting for perfection you're shooting for failure failure i mean you're shooting basically for for a guilt complex mm-hmm. you're going to feel bad about what the what goals you're not meeting and so um it's important that we talk about priorities rather than perfection absolutely all right let's see here it might simply be time to for oh i love this one Oh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Oh, wait. No, before, let, let's go to this other one okay. that was first. What is right for one family may not be best uh, for another family. Exactly. So, you know, we're, we're sharing what, what is what is working or what will not work. We, we're sharing our experience with you, our listeners, but that does not necessarily mean that, that verbatim everything is going to work for your family. Yeah. You're going to have to... And, this is where that uh, quote came from in the book. You know, it's a bumper sticker. It says, uh, yes. my kids may not be perfect, but, but neither, neither am I. I. But neither am I. Or my kids might not be perfect, but neither are yours. Right. So, I mean, the, the thing is, is don't be judging our family, you know, and, 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 and by golly, give a little grace to other parents. I mean, I mean, just understand that, you know, what you might see slide by. I love by. when she talks about that, you know, when you see... You know, when you see that parent in the grocery store who is totally frustrated and totally just losing her mind, don't judge her because more or less, one, you've probably been there or two, you're going to be there soon. And so you never and also you never know the outside circumstances that are surrounding that woman. You know, Mm, maybe, you know, maybe somebody close to her just died or maybe her it feels to her that her whole world is falling apart and so you never know outside circumstances in somebody's life so please don't yeah and i love what dg says me and i won't judge you well and and it goes beyond that even and i I really love what dg wrote in the chat room says why not help her or love her and basically offer some encouragement instead of giving her that snotty nasty look it's like what kind of parent are you? It's like, um, why, a why don't weeks you reach ago, out and extend exactly. love, a loving gesture exactly. in her direction, even if it is not welcomed kindly? Yeah, because 
even people in the grocery store can take that as a as a judgment. Yeah. Um, but you know, a couple of weeks ago, Sarah and I did this full time mom. We were both um we were both down. We were both in an extreme funk, and you know, we just came before the microphone, and and that's what we said. You know, that's what we said, and. And people um, identified with that, and they said, you know, it's it's good to hear that that not everybody, you know, it's good to hear that you guys get down too, that you guys have those dark clouds that hang over you. And so chances are, you know, you're going to be able to identify with that mom in the store in one way or another. And absolutely what DG says, you know, reach out to her. Very cool. All right, I'll tell you what, we are already at 55 minutes into this podcast. Can you believe that? Well, we're just going to have to finish and just take the fact that your Christmas story was like way longer than what it should have been. I know, well, I thought maybe our Christmas story could basically <laughs> say, uh, you know, it could have been like, uh, you know, a whole episode of its own. It, it could have been. It should have right. been the introduction to this book. <laughs> it should have I know, I understand. All right, so here here's the big one. I love this one. Um, it let's see. It might simply be time to forge a new path ahead, or pick up the map and discover where you veered off course. I love that, and I think we figured out where we veered off course. Right. So basically, remember that first time the, the back with the very first instant mm-hmm. that I just mentioned earlier in this podcast, like four hours ago. Um, <laughs> Back then, it was time to forge a new path ahead. Absolutely. Okay, so that's exact, and maybe that's where you are in your parenting. Maybe for you, this un- this idea that child-centered parenting maybe isn't the best way, or maybe there is some other ways, or maybe I do need to get a grip on some of the things that are getting a little out of control. For you, maybe you are now where we were a long time ago, which is you need to forge a new path. Right. Okay. Well, here's where we are. It's like you. It may be time for forging a new path, or for us picking up the map and discovering. Oh my gosh, how did we get here? Exactly. Because we veered off course somewhere, and and I do believe it was it was back with you know when we had McKenna, third baby, and, I'm it, and it's not you. McKenna's fault. But no, it's but, not her fault, not it, at all. But boy, did we let up, and well, and things got a little crazy, and then I got a little and too focused in we, podcasting, um, and. We went into having a third child, I, I really, I think, blinded because everyone told us when we had Megan, oh, this is going to completely change everything you do. You're not you're not going to be able to go out to eat all the time and you're not going to be able to do this and that. And having Megan never changed anything that we ever did. We just took her along with us. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But when we had our third yeah. child. But and the same thing with Matt, we we sailed right into having two kids. I mean, we really just scooted right through it. And and then we were outnumbered. And then we were outnumbered. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and need I say more? Right. It was just. And not only that, but I remember the first time we went out to dinner with a with a couple and they had three who children. Who was the couple who, who yeah. had, had confronted Which, by the way, we're very good friends yeah, with. Absolutely. In fact, I want to say I was. They're li- the godparents of our son. Exactly. And, and I will tell you that I'm a, I was I was very angry that they waited months to tell us the story. But can I tell you, congrats to him for having the guts absolutely to tell me to my face absolutely that he and had I think an that issue. It, yeah. I mean, I, I because of that, I I consider him one of my greater friends mm-hmm. to be able to sit there and and put basically how I might respond in our friendship on the line mm-hmm. to tell me something I really needed to hear. And so I I love him for that. But yeah, <laughs> when McKenna was born and the first time we all went out. We, we said, had to we, get a table it was for just, ten. It was just us <laughs> and our friends, and we needed a table of ten because we both have 
we both had three kids. So, so yeah, that yeah. was crazy. So and if, try to find a <laughs> that babysitter. restaurant like put us in the back of the room. It yep. was yeah, we were like right I think next, we were in the bar. We were in we the were bar. We were in the bar. They didn't even let us in the It was on a Sunday after church and they they put us in the bar area so we sat in the booth with the babies and then the older kids sat you know, at a, at a different table by themselves, but um, that was something else. Yeah, and then of course, you know, not only are we outnumbered, but grandma and grandpa are outnumbered. Yeah. So trying to get them McKenna to take all three. McKenna yeah. could talk and say, "Mamma, it's my turn." Before she ever had an overnight yeah. with, with and Mamma now, and Papa. Oh, and now McKenna, <laughs> that that little girl, she now knows how to do the puppy dog pout and the little precious oh moments tear. Oh. You know the little precious Aunt moments Q. tear? Oh, I have to tell this story. I have to tell this tell, story. Tell the story. Is that um, Mamma and Papa had, had made, well, see, now we have a nephew who's four years old. And so now Mamma and Papa will, they'll do a boy's night where they take our son and our nephew and they'll do a girl's night where they take Megan and McKenna. But before, what what led to girls' night, boys' night, was that um, they were taking Megan for an overnight by herself because they had just had the two boys together. And they came and they picked Megan up and McKenna knew the entire time, that the entire day, she knew that Mama and Papa were coming to get Megan. She knew that she was not going. It was not a problem. But she also knows her Mama. And so they picked up Megan and the little the little the little puppy dog pout came out. One little tear ran down her eyes. But by the time they were in the car and driving down the street, she was wailing, crying. Mamma, Papa. I want you to know that Papa put that car in reverse and came back and picked up that child. <laughs> and she went with them. Yep. And and had a great time. And so now we have boys' night and girls' night. Yeah. And and you know what? And that that isn't like the discipline issue and stuff no. like that. That that was I, it it was quite unfair. This it was. this my my little daughter, my my tiny one, my little tiny tot. She <laughs> she was getting an unfair treatment, my friends. Yeah, and she let them know it. She let them know she it. She did. Oh, and she it, was crying. She was. I was trying to bring her back inside, and then they put the car in reverse and back yeah. up down the street. Here they come. So it was we, funny. So that's where we are, folks. We we've we've recognize we picked that up the map and we we found out where we veered off right and now we're going back and and we're, we're once again going back in path you know creating a new path for an eight-year-old and a mm-hmm. three-year or a six-year-old and a three-year-old so seven in just a couple months can you believe that no all right i'm just gonna read these other notes really okay. quick because i we do need to wrap this thing up my yeah, goodness this is a good one all right so uh i have four, let's see i have found storytelling to be an enjoyable and effective way to to reach children's heart, to reach the Children. heart. Yes. Oh, okay, here you go. I have found storytelling to be an enjoyable and effective way to reach the hearts of children while rewards keep hope alive. So when we talk about discipline, I know that I used to always think of negative consequences. But right. discipline does not always need to be something that is thought of in a negative light. I think that I know there later needs to be on, some she, pretty tough... Yeah, later on in this book, she's going to talk about um, a day where she had a lot of errands to do. And and in before they even began the day, offered her kids a reward 
for their behavior while they were gone so that when they got home, they received that reward had they followed that behavior. Right. And so... And, so, that, and it wasn't a bribe, though, no, right? No, no, absolutely. It was not a bribe. I still have the Growing Kids God's Ways tapes. I wonder if we should go through and... and we don't have of, a VCR. <laughs> I think we have a VCR somewhere in the... I don't the, think so. Yeah, in the closet there. There's, there's oh. one or two of them. If it's in that closet... It's garbage. That closet has not been opened <laughs> but anyway, in a year. <laughs> forgetting about that, <laughs> right. I have the materials. I'm wondering if we should go back and kind of revisit some of that stuff. It, with, some you of know, it, yeah. with with a with a fresh new mm-hmm. mindset and filter, and and some okay. of the things that maybe didn't apply then that would apply now. I even have our books that go along with it. Yes, so. we do. So that would be good to okay. kind of go along with. But yeah, this it whole was not series. a bribe. It was it was it, it was, was a reward. It was a reward. Good, 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 good. All right, so teaching children an eternal perspective will help keep children on tra- track. Uh, mm-hmm. This is this is where it's important for us to really be the spiritual leaders of of the of the family. I mean, to, to sit there, one of the things that we can't do as parents is expect the church to teach our children about God. Absolutely, you know, the the anything that happens in children's ministry or anything like that 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 all should be supplemental to what we're teaching. And reinforcing things that we're already placing into the hearts of our children, which I will admit to you that Stephanie and I both need to do quite a bit more of. And we recognize this, and it's definitely one of the things we see on the map here that that, that we nef- definitely need to de- be more proactive in. Absolutely. All right. Uh, prayer is the master tool of any parent. And that it actually, um, you didn't write down the entire quote, but it says for parents and kids alike. Yeah. So absolutely, yeah. Um, Sarah has shared on the full time mom how um, she prays over her kids before they go to school or go to a game or um, you know whatever it is that that they're doing that day. And now um, Lydia, who is four, is requesting, "Mama, will you pray for me?" Yeah. But before they go somewhere or do something. Exactly, and so so definitely. Making a, a prayer a priority in in our parenting. I mean, it it, it it's I, I I always hate it when people say, "Well, the only thing we can do now is pray." It's like, no, I'm right. sorry, that's that's just not the way. It's, it's, it shouldn't be the only. I mean, it should be the first thing that we it do. I mean, we we should turn to God in prayer. Um. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's prayer. Very, very cool. important stuff. Angry. Let's see here. Angry tyrant ready to pounce on their slightest okay. mistake. Yes, this, I remember this. This is about. Um, th- this goes into um, chapter two. Is learning from the ultimate parent, and in the beginning of this chapter, she talks about how um, our children get their image of God from us. Right. And that that um, they can they can we can give them the image of an angry tyrant ready to pounce their every move or their slightest mistake, or we can be so absentee that we're nearly non-existent or um, even worse the, to be their own size. Right. You know, and, um, and so this leads into that chapter of, of our children learning um, who God is and through, I, through our example, through our example, and I think, our, and how that's our greatest role as a parent. And are you going to read the? Is the reflection thing? Is that what you have to read, or do you have something else to read? No, that's what I have to read. But okay, it's but at it's, the it's end. at the yeah. end. Good. I just want to say a couple of things this. here. Uh, one, I saw that um, Beth in the chat room says, "I think I'm really going to love 
this podcast, which I hope everybody I hope would so. would really get into this podcast. Uh, we're we're definitely interested in hearing uh, what you guys have to say. You can call us on our listener line, area code 859-795-4067. Of course, you can always go to gspn.tv and click contact. You'll see it there. But anyway, and then she says using parables, and I'm thinking that goes back to the storytelling being the effective right. way to reach our and and not just the parables, but but yes, parables are definitely it. You there are a lot of great you stories. You have a great book upstairs about the um, book of virtues. Is that what that yeah, book is? Bill and Bennett's book of virtues. Bill Bennett's book of virtues. Um, highly it, recommended. It has a ton of very good stories. All about morality mm-hmm. and and Aesop's fables and all these other things yeah. that talk about. Um, they're they're great stories to pull out the moral of the story. Absolutely, absolutely. Very good book. All right. So. In fact, um, I'm gonna see if I can find some of that stuff. I believe a lot of that stuff may be in the public domain, and and possibly it'd be cool to record some like podcasts mm-hmm. of me recording those stories. It's been something I've been thinking about recently. So, okay. all right, go ahead. Oh, you're waiting for me. (laughs) All right. Oh, I was just going to say this angry tyrant that is ready to pounce on their slightest mistake. I want to confess that that's something I'm trying to work on. I feel like sometimes I've gotten this anger that's kind of welled up within me and I find myself uh, drawn and and tempted to to very much lash out at my children with loud and angry words. and, And it's not been very... Um, comforting to know that that that's within me, and so that if that's something I've been praying about, and I definitely don't want my kids to to see that as as the normal way of handling your frustrations and stuff like that. And, and the thing is, is that we have what we have to reteach our children how to deal with anger. Right. Yep. Yeah, because they're, they're they are starting. Well, Megan. Well, actually, no. No, they all three. All three of them. They're, they're all starting to mimic that, and mm-hmm. so, um, I I I I need help in that area. And, As do I. And so, yeah, pray for us. Mm-hmm. All right, and then uh, then it talks about not last. Um, it talked about the uh, mis misplaced prior priorities, and this isn't yeah. like what you would think. But some of the things, some of the things that, um, it, what are the motives? What are your priorities in becoming a better parent? And she, uh, Lisa Welchel in the book talks about, you know, um, sometimes she just wants to be a better parent so that she'll have uh, well be, well-behaved children for simply her own peace and quiet. Right. And that's a temptation to have that become a priority. Your priority being well-behaved children, not for a godly purpose, but just so that you can have some peace and quiet, by golly. And that's really not the that's not the desired outcome. Is yeah. not just to have re- behave well behaved children. Um, the other thing is is that sometimes we often try to become pe- better parents because of our pride. Uh, we're always worried about what other people think, or right. we're trying to show off how well behaved our kids right. are and and get accolades from everybody. Um, so that that's not a right priority in in trying to become a better parent. And then of course, um, guilt is a misplaced priority. In parenting, don't don't try to become a better parent just simply out of guilt. Right. Become a better parent because, well, by golly, we have some human beings that are going to grow into adults, and God has placed us on, you know, hoping that we will we will grow uh, morally um, responsible responsible adults. adults. And that's what that's really what right. he wants from us. And that's why I said earlier that that we're raising the these adults is because I'm not raising children. They are children now, but they will not be forever. Right. 
And then, of course, uh, the true goal is to have kids who are drawing an accurate picture of God in their hearts and learning how to relate to him as their creator each day. And Stephanie, you're going to read something about being a reflection of God. Yes. Go ahead. I am. Molding God to our kids is a tall order. In fact, I would be the first to admit that my representation of God is imperfect. But that's the nature of a reflection. It's backward in a mirror, upside down in a spoon, blurry in a window, and always one-dimensional. Though we should strive to be godly, we can never perfectly reflect God. Instead, our goal should be to ensure that our reflection of God draws our children closer to him and that it makes them long to touch the real thing. Absolutely. And with that, folks, we just want to say thank you for participating uh, by listening to this podcast. And we certainly welcome your prayers. We are not coming to you with a podcast where we can say we've got it all together and we're going to teach you how we've been successful. And the good thing to know is that we never will. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we just invite you to uh, take part of it. And of course, you can get this book uh, with 10% off over at Mardell.com. There's a link in at uh, gspn.tv. We'll actually be buying our own copy very soon. Yes, we borrowed this. one this. belongs to the library. Exactly. So we went and picked it up at the library. I ne- I even asked her, I said, you know, can I mark in this? And she goes, no, it's not ours. No, I'm like, not ours. crud. <laughs> so anyway, again, uh, we want to say thank you. Mardell.com and enter promo code GSPN. And of course, if you really enjoy this um, content and you want to support what Stephanie and I are doing full time, uh, as podcasting new media as a living, we would certainly appreciate if you go to gspn.tv slash plus and consider becoming a plus member. God bless you all. We'll be back. 